Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Saul Marquez here, and today I have the privilege of hosting Marjorie Morrison. She's the president and CEO of PsychHub, the premier online platform for impactful and engaging videos and courses on mental health, substance abuse, and suicide prevention. A visionary and passionate pioneer in the mental health space, Morrison co-founded PsychHub with Patrick J. Kennedy to connect people with best-in-class online certification trainings for providers and free public video libraries for people seeking to learn more about some of our nation's most vexing mental health challenges. In her current role, Morrison is reimagining behavioral health through intentional and thoughtful design. By leveraging the digital space and combining clinical research with the art of storytelling, her mission is to provide engaging, evidence-based content on mental health that is easily accessible to everyone. Everybody can probably appreciate the problems that were faced with COVID, and you know, many are saying mental health is the second wave if there isn't a reemergence. And so the time is right for these types of solutions and Marjorie and her team are doing extraordinary work. And so I want to welcome you to the podcast, Marjorie, and I'm excited for our conversation today. Well, thanks so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Appreciate it. Yeah. So what led you to start PsychHub? You know, what inspires your work in healthcare? Uh, It's a great question. I landed in a situation where I had started Psych Armor, which is online education in the military veteran space, which was a sheer coincidence because I didn't know anything about online education when I started it. But through that experience, I learned so much about the power of online education because you can scale it so quickly to reach large audiences, but you don't ever lose the authenticity of the content. You know, if if you do a train the trainer, you train then someone else trains, but they put their own spin on it and slowly over time it loses kind of that core piece of it. So I saw how powerful it was in the military veteran space and recognized that there was a larger opportunity to do training and use education, online education in the greater mental health, substance use and suicide prevention space. So I kind of came at it from my prior organization, which is still alive and, and well, but um mm-hmm. but how how I ended up learning was really on the job, the details of it. That's cool. That's cool. So let's dive into this, Marjorie. Tell us how the PsychHub platform is adding value to the healthcare ecosystem. So mental health is really a complicated, the whole just area of health. And it means, first of all, it means something different to everyone. I mean, we don't even know within our own kind of field, whether it's mental health or behavioral health. And inside it, there's all kinds of issues. You just look at providers, there's Mm -hmm. psychiatrists, psychologists, social workers, marriage, family therapists, addiction counselors, and people don't know what's the difference of all these different types of providers. So there's complication there. Then there's symptoms and diagnoses. And if you are depressed, does that mean you have depression? If you're anxious, do you have anxiety? So there's this whole level of like issues with diagnoses. And then there's what we're the most kind of passionate about, which is evidence-based interventions. And most providers in the mental health space aren't using them. And most consumers of mental health don't know about them, which are these specific interventions that have been proven to be more effective at treating symptoms and diagnoses than others. But 
most providers today just use theory. Um, a theory you learn in grad school, and that's pretty much you treat everybody the same as, and I'm one myself, we're all generalists. Mm -hmm. And so what we're very focused on, I guess, to answer the question about the ecosystem is training providers to use evidence-based interventions in their practice. We call it like precision therapy. So if you're coming in with sleep issues, cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia is the most effective treatment for that. We train providers how to do that in a very systematized, staged approach and also provide training for the client as well that help reinforce what you're learning in, in your treatment. Another way on the ecosystem is that our next tier, we kind of have our psych hub triangle. Uh, mm -hmm. The rung uh, tier right below that is what we kind of call paraprofessionals because there's a really big access issue in mental health. There's just, there's not enough providers to meet right. the demand. And so what we're focused on is also training up these paraprofessionals who aren't licensed mental health providers, but they still can offer support using evidence-based intervention. So they could be you know, things like um, non-licensed providers, coaches, psych techs, fake leaders, really it uh, could be nurses. So we're, we're working on training them up to use these evidence-based interventions. The rung below that we call gatekeepers. And these are people who aren't, aren't ever going to do like an intervention or, you know, do a systematized treatment, but they still oftentimes could be the first person that sees mental health issues. So it could be a teacher it could be a receptionist, it could be your hairdresser, it could be a, you know, a, a, again, a faith leader. So training them to understand mental health needs and how to screen and how to refer is really important. And then the bottom of our rung is everybody and training to really teaching people about how to be informed, mental health literacy about, you know, the mental health and all that. So I'd say that's our approach to the ecosystem. Man, that's so cool. And it really starts from the foundation of hey, let's keep it simple. Here are the building blocks. This is what works. But all the way up to being evidence-based versus theory-based for, for the actual providers. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's so interesting because most people that are outside of it just assume, well, if I'm going in to see a therapist for depression, that they're using an evidence-based intervention to treat depression. They don't know. And how would you know? But that doesn't happen. Right. And it's mm -hmm. not required. So big transformation is, <laughs> is needed. And, uh, you know, we're grateful to be part of that. That's great. Now, uh, you know, and the work is super important, you know, in this area. And, and I feel like, you know, just based off of conversations I'm having with leaders in the space and, uh, and reports, it's becoming less taboo. You know, people are people are realizing, hey, you know, one in five people, we have, you know, mental health issues and and it's OK. You know, it's, it's a normal thing versus that stigma that used to be in place. Have you found that that is helping you guys the shift toward more focus on mental health? Yeah, I mean, in a certain sense, I actually feel guilty saying this because with all the chaos that's going on in the world between yeah. COVID and with the, the protests, mental health, it's like we all say in our field, it's our time. I mean, everyone is focusing, or at least it feels like it on mental health right now. And it's a good thing. It's a really good thing in that it needs it. You know, the interesting thing about mental health is it's like physical health. It affects everybody. It's not yeah. like, oh, my Uncle Joe has mental problems. You know, <laughs> yeah, it, <exactly. laughs> it's, it's, 
everyone has it. That's just yeah. part of life. People feel anxious. People feel totally. depressed. People have, I mean, and, and it changes as you go through life and you have transitions where it's more complicated and you have unexpected circumstances happen, whether it's deaths or illnesses or so it, it needs to be a conversation, but you are absolutely right. I mean, historically it has been taboo. It has sort of been posed as if you can't you know, get it together. There's something wrong with you, but you know, it's, it's tough and it's complicated. And I think what makes it even more difficult is there is no silver bullet. If you have strep throat, you go to the doctor, you get an antibiotic. The expectation is within a few days, your strep throat's going to be gone. With mental health, it's, you can have something that works for somebody, but it might not work for somebody else. And there's just a lot of variables and they have to do with whether, you know, things you don't even think about. Are you urban? Are you rural? Your ethnicity, your, you know, there's just, there's so many different types of things that play into what's more effective. And then at the end of the day, different people need different things. Some people do very well with self-care. Some people do very well with peer support. Having somebody else with lived experience help them through it is more powerful than going to professional. So I think, we all have to move into a more understanding and more kind of just empathic spot with mental health and not be so egotistical that we, this is the one way. Totally. Yeah. I think that's well said, Marjorie. And so as you guys, you know, put your solution out there and and you're working with the various stakeholders and customers, share with us how, you know, how you guys are doing things differently and what types of results you're getting for your customers thus far. So this is, again, my favorite topic since talking about Psycho <laughs> and our learning solutions. So thank you for uh, just <laughs> getting it? me right in there. there. Um, the first of those peers that I mentioned, the providers, the professionals, right, which are like those power professionals and the kind of community supporters. With all of those, we've created our product. It's called, they're called learning hubs. Okay. We call them learning hubs because typically when you think of online education, it's like a one and done. You take something, it's very simplistic. Maybe you're looking at something, a PowerPoint with audio or just a very simple kind of experience. And when you're done with it, it's over. Mm-hmm. So, and when you are learning like that, what you can test for is knowledge learned. You could take a pre-test, a post-test, and you could say this learner learned new skills or new competency at the end of the course. But in truth, the vast majority of that's lost right within days of when that course is, is completed. So we've really challenged ourselves to move to the next level, which is behavior change, right? So how do you take that knowledge learned and transfer that into behavior change? And for us, our ultimate goal is that people get better, right? So that if you're the client, that you have symptom reduction and you're feeling better. So we worked our way backwards and we created the first kind of piece of this is the certifications where you actually learn how to do the intervention. And we do it using many different modalities to keep it engaging because we all have short attention spans. So we've thought of everything. We do a role play of a video role play of a client who's having a struggle, who sometimes talks to the camera, but also is role played with the therapist. And throughout the whole training, you're solving that person's issue. We have providers actually talking to each other and sometimes even arguing about why they use this intervention and when it works and and all of that, just to kind of reach people at the level that they're at, the providers. We put in animations and games and all of that just to keep it moving. 
once they can finish and they complete and they get a certificate of completion, then we've gamified the process for them to earn certification. And that's like where that behavior change happens. Just like ongoing learning. So they have a whole series, they unlock a whole series of videos. So let's just say, for example, cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia. I think I brought that up. And Mm -hmm. that is that is a lot of people, if they're not sleeping, They just want someone to help them sleep. They don't need to talk about what happened in fifth grade for six months. They just want to sleep. And if they sleep well, all of these other symptoms going on in their life might be more manageable. So we send them, the provider can send them a video. You're um, about to, you know, start cognitive CBT for insomnia. It's, let's just say five stages. I'm making it up because I can't remember what it is. They get an overview of what that looks like or what, what to expect. Before each session, they get an animated short video explaining what the session's going to be. Any exercises or things that the therapist does in session, they get a video that then reinforces that so you know they can practice that skill at home. And then we have all these videos for the provider to highlight you know, uh, key concepts and things like that. And they earn points for engaging with the platform. And we have a bunch of other benefits, a peer support forum and all of that stuff. And then when they get a thousand points, they earn a certification. So, and they have to do some other things like a case study or whatever, but it, that, that's how we, I think we've done it very uniquely. And then hmm. the bottom rung, the one that's for everybody, the true mental health literacy, we have on our website over 150 all free, short animated videos. They're all less than four minutes, about three to four minutes on all kinds of topics, mental health, substance use, and suicide prevention. Those are shared like all over the place. We have over 600 partners that take our videos and share them. So everything from Major League Baseball to the largest insurers to nonprofits, the large nonprofits, small nonprofits, corporations, small companies, small businesses. And so that's what's really cool too. It's been so much fun to watch. That's awesome. And you know, the thing that I really like and believe is effective about your approach is, is how you reach these different stakeholders. You don't leave anybody out. And there's an opportunity for learning across every single stakeholder. Yeah, it's true. Well, we're all part of, it goes back to your first question about the ecosystem. You know, we're all part of that ecosystem. And what's nice for us at PsychHub is we are 100% focused on just education. So we don't do any direct care or any digital therapies or anything like that. We're 100% on the education piece. So because of that, we are able to bolt ourselves on to what other great stuff that other groups, companies, and organizations are doing because we're just that education piece. So it allows us to get a, a wider exposure, if you want to yeah. call it, to, to the, those different audiences. You're complimentary. Yeah, that's that's how we like to see ourselves. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm looking through your videos now. Just insane. The amount of videos you have here. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. And they're searchable, which I like. So, I mean, so folks, if you're looking for an education on mental health, this is cool. Psychhub.com, P-S-Y-C-H-H-U-B.com and go to video library. Pretty insane content there. I'm impressed with what you guys are putting out there. Thank um, you. Yeah. And so, you know, it takes commitment to be this focused and and have the, you know, the the amount of just this content that you have out there just incredible. So what would you say is is one of the, I guess, setbacks you've seen that's been a key learning that's made you guys even better? Oh, wow. Well, 
I think just over time, I mean, like there, I've just had so many series of different setbacks, you know, just in my whole career. I mean, I started out, I was in private practice and then I, I was on at the Marine Corps base and I was writing, um, I ended up writing and developing a kind of mandatory counseling program and implemented that and, you know, got, you know, bumped around with a bureaucracy that I didn't know about, you know, it was like Mm. such a great it was such a great program and it was so well received, but we had bureaucratic issues that like literally shut the program down. So, you know, it's just all of, sometimes it's like life is just so interesting where sometimes when you're having the most success, you can have something that you least expect, right? That like that curveball that just gets thrown at you. And I, I'd say, you know, with Psych Hub, it's been a little bit easier for me because I came from having built a successful organization with Psych Armor. Uh, and I, and then I joined forces with Patrick Kennedy. And I think between the two of us, we both had a lot of street cred, you know, there yeah, was good, yeah. repu- there was good reputation. And, and I, I'll just tell you that I, at the end of the day, that's what matters the most, you know, it's like you are your reputation. And so when you do good work along the way, doors do open for you because people know Agreed. you and they trust you. Mm-hmm. So I, I felt like it feels like with this, it's been in that regard easier because, because of that. But with Psych Armor, it was really tough because I was I was in the veteran space. I wasn't a veteran. So it's like, you imagine, and it's very territorial. And I came in and I landed there because I had had, it's a longer story, but it, at the end of the day, I realized that there was all these nonprofits supporting veterans, but really it's the civilian, it's the non-military person that if the veteran, when they leave the military and they go back to school where they're teachers, if they use their commercial health insurance where they're providers, if they, you know, get a job where they're employers, if they use the nonprofits where they're volunteers, and with only less than one percent of the country serving, there's ninety-nine percent of us that really don't or about ten percent of the country is military connected. So right. 99% of us not serving, 90% of us that don't understand military culture at all, but yet we're their safety net. And so I really had this kind of idea concept of creating an online library of education for all the 90% of us civilians. And it made sense and I got it funded and we started building it, but I came up against, you know, well, did you serve? And they say, no, I didn't serve, which is why I wanted to do this because it was so hard, the learning curve to learn how to be supportive to the military community was really hard for me. I want to make it easier for other people, but you didn't serve. You know, so I, I just, it was like the first question that was always asked. And, you know, I had to lead with, I had to literally, like my elevator pitch was I didn't serve. Like <laughs> I didn't serve. I didn't marry someone in the military. No one in my family has been in the military. And therefore that's why I did this. So I think some of it is um, credibility, you know, which can sure. be just such a setback. And um, the other thing, I think I've learned a lot over time. I'm just thinking about this right now is that, and I think age helps you with this, Mm -hmm. is that you just realize how much you don't know. And I think younger, like younger me just wanted to be good at everything and know everything. And and I, you know, would feel insecure and here if I didn't know everything. And now I'm just like, my greatest strength is surrounding myself with people smarter than me. And I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm good at kind of saying, I don't know anything about that, but I do know someone who is and, you yes. know, doing that to kind of help fill in those, those holes. Very cool. No, it's uh, so great. And, you know, you take what you've learned and you keep building on it. You did great work with Psych Armor and now you're just scaling it in a new way 
with Psychub. What would you say is the best way you help people and the best way you help your customers? Maybe an example would be great. I guess I'd say that it's going back to your question about the stigma. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's normalizing it, uh, making okay. that it's okay, that it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. I, I think a lot of, a lot of loved ones, concerned ones are, are struggling just as much because they either, it's like a family member, a caregiver, a spouse, a friend, you know, it's really hard to see someone struggling. And so many times that person who's struggling, they, they oftentimes don't know it. It's just, it's an odd thing. If you think about yourself and what going through a difficult time, oftentimes you don't realize it till you're out of it. And you think, God, I was really depressed then. But it's like when you're in it, you don't know, but those around you know. And it's very hard for them. They don't know what to say. Are they saying too much? No, they get met with resistance. And so I think we're doing a really good job at empowering people and giving those loved ones kind of the nuggets of either affirmation that, you know, it's okay, this isn't your fault, you know, mm -hmm. that, that your spouse is struggling or this or that and, and some skills on doing that. But, and then also I think just for individuals, like again, letting them know that it's okay. It's okay to not be okay. Especially, you know, in uncertain times, it's, it's anxiety provoking to not know. I mean, we talk about reopening the country. It's like, we don't even know what that looks like. I mean, I'm just telling you, I don't even know when I'm going to reopen my office. Right. So I mean, part of it, I think for, for us and for, you know, our customers is really just kind of meeting people where they're at and letting, you know, like making it okay. And then I think for the providers, pushing them a little bit, giving them the confidence that they could use more precision therapy in their, in their practice. And the feedback has been phenomenal from both sides. Just, yeah. It's so cool just watching people change their way that they treat in their office and everybody benefits. So that's, it's been great. Yeah, that's really neat, right? Because let's not forget, you guys are at the core education, but you're also striving to increase the better outcomes through evidence-based medicine, right? I mean, and, and so how are you seeing this adopted? Is the Psych Hub certification becoming a, a thing that people seek to promote that they, that they have? Yeah. So, so far, so our learning hubs were just released two months ago. Uh -huh. we, did, we released last April over a hundred of the, the short videos and then the learning hubs. And we have been working with the national insurers, so the health insurers. So we're really working at it on a kind of an enterprise level. So okay. pushing the, the um, trainees out through the large insurer plans and the hospital and health systems, the, the larger one that way. And so it really has been, it has been great to see. It has been, it's definitely being adopted. We're seeing that over 60% of providers that come in and take one learning hub and one certification are coming in for an additional one, nice. uh, which is really cool. Yeah. I mean, and our goal isn't to have providers trained in everything. We want to see providers who are like, I'm a specialist in anxiety and depression. I'm a specialist in child and adolescence. You know, we're really like big picture, right? We're really looking mm -hmm. to get the field much more specialized, but we are really seeing that people are honing in, honing in their craft. Um, we are working in a number of different areas. So it's really cool just to watch it. We're in the Medicaid space. So working in that regard through community health centers, mm -hmm. um, with, it's a, a, a certain type of population. Then we're working on the uh, commercial side. So with the network providers and 
we call them single shingles because mm. if you think about it, they're all out throughout the country, just sprinkled everywhere. And yeah. the good majority of them aren't part of any medical group, aren't part of any system. So reaching them would be very hard individually, but um, by by through their plans, if they're a uh, paneled on one of the insurance companies, we're getting to them that way. And then we're starting to have, and we had one today, some really good conversations with the credentialing bodies, the credential providers about oh, yeah. including our certifications in their credentials. Super. So that's to your question about, is it that's gaining awesome. it momentum? And our goal, of course, is to get all those providers paid more that are certified. So we're working on that daily and it, it's really moving in the right direction. That's outstanding. Good for you. That's awesome. And a testament to the persistence and the focus that you guys have here. What what are you most excited about, Marjorie? I I guess I'd say I'm really excited that for mental health that it's our time. You know, I'm excited Mm -hmm. to see this a transformation of this this whole kind of industry or market, which is pretty broken and fragmented. And I'm really hopeful. A lot of transformation is needed. It's amazing how far behind it is. I mean, I give so much credit to Patrick Kennedy, you know, my co-founder, because he's just been such a vocal advocate, just talking about you know, growing up with Kennedy and all of it has been with him and his family. And, you know, I just, he, he's kind of paved the way for so many others. Uh, you see celebrities coming out now and athletes coming out now and talking about it. And when they do that, it makes it okay for everybody else. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, and, and, you know, it's so funny because people will be kind of like, Oh, do you want to meet this person? I think they might be doing something similar to what you're doing. I'm like, Oh, please. Like there's so much work to be done. Like we need everybody in there, you know, getting in and, and, and doing whatever they can do. Everyone can kind of do something to kind of, you know, get at this. So I'm really hopeful and excited about the future for mental health and the transformation that I think is going to come. That's that's coming. I love it. Yeah, it's certainly exciting. I get excited just chatting with you about this. I mean, and the level of commitment and passion and just the great work you guys are doing is is fantastic. As a reminder, folks, you could go to psychhub.com to learn more about them or go to outcomesrocket.health in the search bar, type in psychhub. You'll see a full transcript of our chat today with Marjorie Morrison, uh, the CEO of PsychHub. And uh, you could just download things from there, links to get directly to PsychHub. It's all there for you. So make sure you check that out and work with them. You know, they're seeking to add more partners to their to the database. If you're a provider, by all means, take a look at what they're offering with learning solutions. This is this is great stuff, Marjorie. And, you know, here we're, we're at the end of the of the interview. I could chat with you for another hour about this stuff. Um, but I would love if you could just leave us with a closing thought and then the best way that the, that, you know, either companies, individuals can best engage with your company. Well, first of all, thank you, Saul, for having me. I really appreciate it. I think I'd say a closing thought would just be that, you know, your voice matters and everyone has a voice and change happens when it's collective, right? So if everybody is okay to share at times when they're not okay, you not only feel better because you're sharing and getting it off your chest, you're making it okay for that person who you're talking to, to not have to pretend or to have to be okay all the time too. 
So it's like, when you look at real systemic change, it, it's going to come from all of us. And so I would just, I would say that, you know, also we got to work on being more open-minded to differences, right? It's okay to be different and mm-hmm. it's okay to have different opinions. That doesn't mean somebody's bad or somebody's good. It's like, I always say this, it's like, we got to move away from black and white and the answers are always in the gray. They're just yeah. always in the gray. And so it's the same thing for mental health or all things to just challenge ourselves to be open-minded and, and to share more openly about every, you know, about things that, that we're going through. As far as reaching me, I think that was your other question. Was that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you can definitely reach us at PsychHub. Um, that's, we have, you know, a number of different folks on, on the team. You could reach me, you can send me an email, Marjorie Morrison. So it's mmorrison at psychhub.com. I'm really good. I actually clear out my inbox every day. So <laughs> I'm down to like a 20 is usually my goal. <laughs> but uh, I do respond and, and just, you know, if there's anything that I can do or we could do to be helpful or get you to the right place, um, we're there. But just, you know, just keep on, just keep being real. I love it. This is fantastic, Marjorie. Well, kudos to your team for the for the great work that you're doing to make mental health something that's more normal, something that we all have to do and, and we get to do. So appreciate everything you're doing and, and thanks for sharing your insights today. Thank you so much, Saul. Really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. 